I V M. You've tuned into a show called Mr and Mrs Binge Watch and you were expecting a spoiler free episode so there are many many spoilers on this episode kripya dhyan dijiye Hi guys this is Anirudh and Janice and this is a brand new episode of Mr and Mrs Binge Watch and as all of you know these are different circumstances from the one that we are used to Janice and I are recording this episode from our home and there is a possibility that the audio quality may not be great uh, but that's just something that you know with all the other things and all the other exceptions that we are making during this lockdown period this is just one of those but we still felt that we should bring an episode out you know this is a time when everybody is locked in and apart from all the time spent in doing household chores there's obviously a lot more time it is not for janice and me but i'm assuming for some of you uh, to consume new content and so as mr and mrs binge watch of course we had to figure out a way to come back with regular programming and bring these episodes to you a lot of you have been writing to us on twitter on instagram and on various other social media platforms that you're missing mr and mrs binge watch so firstly thank you for the love and thank you for saying that you guys miss us and the episode we're going to talk about today rather the show we're going to talk about today is the test on amazon prime it's called the test a new era for australia's team it came out on 12th march which means it came out barely less than a month ago and of course guha and i have finished binge watching it Yeah look and I'm a huge cricket fan uh and it's really weird that just a week before we saw the test Janice and I sat down to watch Formula 1 Drive to Survive on Netflix which is uh, this other documentary about the F1 racing uh you know Formula 1 team uh various teams in fact every season of Formula 1 Drive to Survive is one entire season of Formula 1 racing and you know we found that to be an extremely thrilling uh, and fun show to watch i mean i I've, i've been a bit of an f1 fan back in the day uh, when schumacher was racing uh, but i've sort of disconnected from the sport for the last few years uh, but even for somebody like janice who's never really watched f1 the way the documentary has been made uh, it's extremely thrilling enticing they also unlike a lot of other sports documentaries do not focus on any one team per se or any one player they uh, you know sort of tell the story of an entire season what happens with all the players the points table and all of that so f1 drive to survive was something that we really enjoyed watching and i wasn't sure if janice would be interested in watching the test uh, i it was something i was really looking forward to uh but uh, but i think f1 drive to survive kind of whetted your appetite didn't it janice you know the thing is that uh, i think that the f1 drive to survive firstly um just in general after having watched both uh, drive to survive and the test i feel like formula 1 is slightly easier to understand because at the end of the day you're talking about one racing team you're talking about two drivers and you're talking about the politics that goes on within a racing team right and also the matches are so quick and again anyone who's the ever sorry the races are so quick you know it's pretty you you catch on pretty early on that this is more about the politics and human drama than really about uh, technicalities of the sport No but even then uh I'm saying that uh every episode of Drive to Survive if you remember 
would always be centered around that one specific race. And while you're right, like what really hooked us was the human drama and the thrills and the fact that, you know, they built up rivalry between racers and stuff like that. But I'm saying that when they cut to those races at the end of each episode, we were really invested in the races yeah. because of yeah. the backstories of each of the characters that we were sort of being introduced to. Yeah, I mean, after we finished watching Drive to Survive, I, I mean, I think both of us had newfound respect for everyone who decides to A, put themselves in those cars and B, you know, more than the fact that you're risking your life in a sport like and risking your life, like every episode, you're like, please don't have a crash. Please don't have a crash. Please don't have yeah, a crash. Yeah. Especially for the racers who you really start to like over this season right but more than that it's also like you know one though you're putting yourself in that very risky position but even outside of that I mean there's so much politics because there's just enough like there's just two players who can race right per team yeah and there are only I think what eight or ten racing teams like on an international level yes, yes. so it's crazy the amount of cutthroat competition and risky business that's going on in that sport but in the test See, I'll tell you what. So first off, let me just say the test was amazing. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Though I have to put this as, you know, sort of a disclaimer. Ideally, you should watch this show with someone who understands test cricket. Am I right, Guha? I mean, see, the thing is that you still, even if you don't watch it with someone who understands test cricket, you still will come off understanding the highs and lows of the Australian cricket team. Yeah. But... The fact that I had Anirudh, who is an absolute cricket fanatic, understands what is going on or why this ball was important, why this, you know, review is important, etc. Just help me understand and enjoy the show that much more. Uh, do you want to give us, like, Anirudh, do you want to start off with a synopsis of what the test is no, about? No, sure, sure, sure. So, I mean, uh, just like, you know, F1 Drive to Survive, there have been a bunch of great sports-based documentaries that have been coming out lately, right? Because streaming services allow you to really delve into a sport. Uh, So Amazon Prime, for example, came out with the Manchester City documentary last year. Then there was Drive to Survive. Then there was that Mumbai Indians documentary on Netflix that we saw. What makes the test so much more interesting than all these other, you know, sort of uh, documentaries is that in, in all those cases, you had documentary filmmaking team following interesting teams and hoping for there to be drama. You know, it's it's and it's like a very basic tenet of documentary filmmaking, which is that you sort of don't ever go in with the script, you know, your script sort of organically kind of evolves during the course of shooting the documentary. The way the test stands apart from all these other documentaries is that The test is based around the time in Australian cricket right after the scandal broke out uh, where basically Cameron Bancroft, Steve Smith and David Warner had been banned for ball tampering. So right at the outset, it's not like you are tracking Australian cricket at any random point of time or just before the World Cup. That in itself would have been very interesting. So Mm. following any team with before a World Cup would be very interesting. But... To follow a team which has just had a fall from grace, automatically, I mean, gives it such an interesting layer, right? Yeah, like, you know, from the first episode itself, 
uh, that you know this is going to be about really the phoenix rising from the ashes or at least you hope yeah. it is and pun intended on the ashes there because <laughs> i mean i just randomly nice said it, by one, the way yeah, nice, nice, nice one yeah pat on the back pat on the back but no i'm saying you're right i mean the fact that you're sort of watching the team at its lowest in the first episode you know that there's only one way they can go from there that's up yeah. right yeah and i'm assuming when the when the documentary filmmakers started uh filming them they wouldn't know the kind of results that and that happens with any sport documentary you don't know what results yeah. you're going to be getting however you know in a documentary like that that at the very least you will get great human drama yeah. because you are dealing with a bunch of cricketers who've been on the top of their game for so many years i mean australians are known for their cricketing pride more than anything else and now their pride has taken a big hit because the entire world or at, at least the entire cricketing world is referring to them as a bunch of cheaters and so it's really about how it's really about seeing how these guys will bounce back from such a big disaster right an embarrassment i mean this was the thing is that you know this was such a scandal that it didn't limit itself just to embarrassment within the cricketing world right it was i remember on the front page of most international publications and because steve smith yeah. you know even people like me like i mean now of course because having been with anirudh now for 8 years i have no choice but to watch a fair share of cricket in a year and we play a <laughs> lot of cricket so steve smith is one of those guys who's already legendary right i mean not maybe as much as a virat kohli but i'm talking about among current players he holds a very high spot in guys who's like oh my god this is a legend in the making no in fact he is so there are three or four cricketers currently who are considered to be like the future rather the young superstars of this generation hmm. virat kohli is is definitely the one on top currently because you know i mean he's just had great form and if there is any cricketer in the world who is looked on as some sort of a competition to virat kohli it was a steve smith and then there's kane williamson at uh, new zealand and there is joe root in the england team but steve smith definitely among the three of them is considered to be the closest competitor to virat kohli and rightly so yeah. because steve smith is the only cricketer apart from virat kohli who has fantastic records in all three forms of the game which is test odis and t20 then he was again the young captain leading the australian cricket team just how virat kohli was yeah. taking over from the mantle from a more senior cricketer you know so while virat just kohli, like virat kohli just was. like virat kohli so it's like two men who are on the top of their game uh, fiercely competitive both leading teams which are like you know which ha- which follow huge which have huge fan bases so there's always that pressure to perform mm. and both of them killing it in their respective fields mm. so the moment the scandal broke out it's like i mean the only analogy you can draw is that imagine if tomorrow virat kohli rohit sharma and kl rahul are just ousted from the overnight yeah. like there will be mayhem in the country My right my god i think there will be riots in the streets there won't be riots but it's like the the morale of the country would be like for example like pakistan no, like, no 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 like for example when the match fixing scandal broke out in 2000 we went through a very similar kind of a upheaval mohammad azharuddin who was our captain was banned ajay jadeja who was a pretty uh, you know sort oh, no, of no. established middle order player was banned a bunch of other smaller players were banned but i'm saying at the end of the day we also had to go through so where we were in 2000 because sort of ganguly 
was then accidentally thrust into the role of the captain captaincy yeah. uh and he was taking over a team where everybody was looking at us as this group of fixers so in terms of the cricketing world looking at a team you know sort of as as a shady side there were some parallels but the difference is that this is 2018 right so you have video footage mm. you have that you know they they start the documentary on that very dramatic note of uh Cameron Bancroft removing that little uh you know sort of sandpaper article to rub the ball with so i am saying that at the very outset you have such an interesting setup mm. that you are drawn into it now if you're a cricket fan you are anyway going to get all the other basic things that you would expect from a cricket documentary stuff about how coaches go about putting together teams how do they select their players what kind of training goes into preparing for a certain series what kind of a training goes into preparing for certain conditions so for example if you're playing in india and you're playing on spinning tracks then how are you adapting your technique as opposed to playing in a country like england or australia where you're playing on uh, pace friendly tracks right. and all the other drama that goes on behind the scenes so all of that is in the test and that is just so fascinating to watch because i mean we I mean as a cricket fan I feel like the the footage that I saw on the test is just gold because I mean I can't ever imagine being in those hallowed rooms with those people mm. when they are having breakdowns or when they are celebrating uh, but in addition to that the fact that they were coming back from such a setback had such a emotional undercurrent to the story is what made the test so interesting so the documentary has been also produced by cricket australia which of course explains why the makers have such crazy access i mean you know the thing is that i was thinking back to when we did something similar with the mumbai indians and you know the ambani's allowed uh, you know documentary filmmakers to come inside and you know they also did a little bit of this you know going inside what you call it what is it the changing room the dressing, room, dressing yeah. room and all of that and i remember the closest sort of emotional candid moment they got was after a match you know all of them are you know you know sprinkling whatever showering champagne everywhere and you know uh, putting like you know throwing cakes in each other's faces and there's just one moment with akash ambani you know getting a cake in his face that was the closest in terms of candid access and candid moment that these guys no the done. mumbai indians documentary was terrible yeah you know because I'm because saying i'm saying that even in terms of you're right so one of the major access that they got was that after every match they would have coach mahila jayawardene and captain uh, rohit sharma basically telling them oh you did well oh you did badly and it just went on in that loop it's like you would watch a match you would begin with preparation of them like going into the nets then you would see a cricket match and then you'd see how they are reacting in a so it was very predictable and after a point that entire human side to it was lost yeah, but we never saw what happened for example in the hotel rooms after they lost a match yeah, yeah. what kind of conversations were the boys having with each other or how did they relax like what i loved over here is a you're right in the dressing room you know after someone gets out or after someone at a pivotal moment in the match after they get out how do they come and react inside the dressing room whether they are breaking bats they're screaming at themselves or even even that they- is par for the course but i'm saying for example if you remember there was this one brilliant moment on the show where one of the matches at the uh, when they were in england for the ashes and there was a day when cricket was rained out yeah and they were all just goofing around in the room and there was an Play entire portion about how mitch marsh is like the goof of the team 
and he was doing that whole air guitar thing yeah. and then when the coach justin langer walked in he just like sort of pretending to just practicing like shadow batting yeah, yeah, i think that kind of footage or for example how adam zampa and uh, marcus toynis are like coffee aficionados and they like sort of make their own coffee and they're like obsessed with me oh yeah, yeah. i mean there was a love story of a different kind of way they showcase that friendship is beautiful also i mean i love the fact that i mean i don't know if a lot of you guys are doing it right now but anirudh and i are playing a ton of rummy at home between the two of us so uh, it was nice to see that the australian players also all play rummy in their yeah. respective hotel rooms as teams and as groups and there's a lot of betting and there's and a lot of bantering and there's a lot of like uh, lost uh, there's a lot of bantering and there's also a lot of pulling each other's legs happening yeah, which yeah. is really really fascinating to watch also i mean when we look at uh, certain aspects of the documentary like for example now steve smith you know right legendary cricketer we've always known him to have these little weird things that he does yeah. at the crease and then you have your you've got the cricketers addressing the fact that he's a bit of a weird guy and then you're cutting to all these shots of him doing shadow batting inside the dressing room yeah, doing it at restaurants at dinners at lunches and the fact that he is just this crazy student like of the game like he's dying to play cricket and that is apparently he's like a weird genius like yeah, his his yeah. brilliance lies in the fact that he's slightly weird and then you have this Ma- manas labushain character who idolizes him and is as weird as he is yeah. so i'm saying that there were these moments uh you know you spoke about how cricket australia produced this documentary and gave them the access i can assure you that any indian documentary about yeah. indian cricket will never be this good because we will never be able to be this honest either in our interviews like the way say justin langer was or steve smith was or david warner was when they were talking about the kind of you know upheaval they went through or in their depiction like everything will be so sanitized you know that like, i love the fact that i think for the first time i mean we always we've seen virat kohli's aggression on the field and we've seen sometimes that as a captain he can come across as cocky as aggressive as rude um this documentary actually for the first time i mean i feel like i've never seen how other international cricketers would react to someone like a virat kohli who comes in with so much aggression it's almost like he's on some sort of speed and all of his you know his team has to perform that the same way right they all have to be aggressive they all have to have that you know that body language has to be what is that called sledging Mm-hmm. they don't sledge because i believe now that there are rules when it comes no, to no and i liked about the fact that you know when they were talking about sledging justin langer kept saying that the idea is to not abuse yeah, but banter is fine yeah but banter keep the banter going yeah but don't abuse each other and there's a thin line over there between banter and abuse and it's weird that actually even while watching it virat kohli came out came across as the bad guy actually more than anything else he just comes across as um childish and crass because it's like even the australian cricket team at their lowest and i remember there's this match that they show where tim payne yeah, yeah, yeah. the captain of the test side finally stands up to virat kohli who's being super aggressive during a test and he does it in such a classy manner it's like without abusing without rude body language just one statement and he's got him yeah but not like australians don't have history of being of uh, course. being abusive we themselves we will never forget monkey gate yeah yeah no but monkey gate was uh, uh was yeah but wasn't it with an australian player yeah but we were at fault at monkey gate i get gate. it but i'm saying over there also we remember what is the name of the player harbhajan singh basically made andrew simons look andrew like simons but andrew simons also came across as like really yeah, yeah he was extremely aggressive 
but you know, so so Janice and I have during this lockdown period begun to do uh, Instagram lives every Monday with other couples. So it's basically us talking to another couple about the things they are doing. We host it on Janice's Instagram page at 5 p.m. on Mondays. During one of those conversations, we spoke to uh, one of our friends, Nakul Mehta, who's a TV actor, and he said that. The test basically made him for the first time, you know, when you're an Indian cricket fan and watching them play opponents, you're never really thinking about how the opponents are reacting to us. Yeah. And for the first time in that episode where you had Tim Payne in a really difficult situation in a test match against India and you had Virat Kohli basically going after him for being a stand-in captain and, you know, so just being a temporary guy who was made the captain of the Australian cricket team. And Tim Payne then standing up to him. And if you see it, you know, because when you're watching the documentary and the Australian cricketers are the subject, you're actually rooting for them. For the first time in my life, while watching the Ashes, I always root for the English team. For the first time, I was rooting for Australians. I was rooting for Australians even when they were playing playing India. India, especially because... I mean, because they were the underdogs. The yeah, I mean, everyone loves an underdog story, and Australia has never been the underdog. No, this might be the first just, time in their lives that they're underdogs. I just felt like we came across as so aggressively crass. Like we just came across as like with no class at all. And you know, I mean, this is no offense to because I mean, listen, uh, uh, in India, cricket is sort of, you know, connected to patriotism. So I love cricket. I love our cricketers. And I love that we are probably, are we still the number one? I'm yeah, yeah, we are, we are number one in tests. That's so great that we are number one. But I mean, I think we could as an Indian cricket team take a lesson or two in how to maintain your class on the field from the Australian cricket team who literally even at their lowest will not fall to the tactics that we're sort of, you know, falling for. But, 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 you know, Anirudh and I would be doing a huge disservice while talking about this documentary if we did not talk about coach Justin Langer, who, according to me, is the real MVP of the series. He is just so good. Yeah, every also, comment, also the thing every about, statement. Yeah, Justin Langer is the, I mean, he's a scene stealer. Yeah. Easy. Also, even in the Mumbai Indians documentary, I don't know how many of you have seen it on Netflix. More than Rohit Sharma, the guy who I absolutely was following on that show was Mahila Jayawardene. Mm. Because even there, he was the one leading the charge. He was the one creating, you know, sort of game plans and addressing players either before or after a game. Here too, it was uh, essentially Justin Langer who we first, you know, sort of who is sort of the sutradhar, narrator, whoever you want to call it, the main guy who is being interviewed by the documentary, um, uh, you know, sort of filmmakers, because Justin Langer was brought in after uh, the entire scandal broke out to revive Australian cricket, because at that point of time, Darren Lehman, their coach was obviously asked to step down just as Steve Smith and uh, David Warner were. So you bring in this guy called Justin Langer, an extremely solid guy, solid cricketer. Also, we need to remember... When Justin Langer was part of the Australian cricket team, that was considered to be the best Australian cricket team of all time. And even though Justin Langer in, in, in many ways is a legend and the, one of the best cricketers of the world himself, he was in a team that was made of superstars. Yeah, There was yeah. Ricky Ponting, there was Matthew Hayden, there was Adam Gilchrist, there was Shane Vaughan, there was Glenn McGrath. Now, Amma, with when you're playing alongside these five greats, However great you might be, you are always going to be a little overlooked. It's not like you don't get the respect or people don't know how great you are. It's almost like when 
Vivek Sachman was playing cricket alongside Sachin Saurav and Rahul Dravid and yeah. Sehwag while we knew the greatness of Lakshman he never really got a due. similar uh, kind of adulation uh but i would i mean rate justin langer far above vivia sachman i would think justin langer is actually the rahul dravid of australian cricket he's he's that solid guy and then you bring him and of course the first thing you are impressed by is his uh, attitude right he wants he has been handled so things could either go completely down uh downside because you know you've been handled a team where confidence is low you are dealing with a scandal uh performance has been hit or they could go on the up and you need amazing character and you need to be able to influence them it's almost like he is a movie character he's yeah. like shahrukh khan in chak de india or he's, he's like uh, denzel washington in remember in the titans the ta- remember, the, remember titans. the titans so he's that guy and it's just amazing that justin langer is such a great personality because you are so clued into what he's saying and every time you and you know over a period of time you see how he wins over the respect of each of the players when he walks into a room you know the way the players and their body language change because of his presence shows and you can't manufacture that you know yeah. you cannot only a documentary is able to i wonder if ravi shastri gets that kind of i think in our team maybe four drinks no i think in our team virat is the alpha and ravi shastri is just somebody who helps the captain along i mean i think ravi and shastri i think in the australia great for interviews I just don't feel like he'll bring any character to no, it. No, we don't know really. Again, I mean, until we really see what's happening behind the scenes, we don't know. So, right. I mean, it's unfair to say that Ravi Shastri has very little contribution. I'm just saying that between the two of them, see, in every over the years, this is a very clear rule of cricket, which is that you need one of the captain or the coach to take a uh, active role. So, for example, that's what happened with Saurav Ganguly and Greg Chappell, right? Because with Saurav Ganguly and John Wright Saurav Ganguly was the alpha John Wright's job really It's was like a marriage help the team along I mean marriage partnership whatever you want to call it One will always be an alpha in most situations Yeah and and with Greg Chappell and Ganguly it's like there were two alphas trying to you know outdo each other and that's what led to our uh, you know poor performance during that time Here Justin Langer is clearly the alpha Yeah uh, he's fantastic and I mean You got to watch the test A if you're a cricket fan because you know you get great cricket you get great behind the scenes footage and you get to see a team you get to see what it means to be a sports person in a country like Australia where expectations are high and how you bounce back from uh, you know from from a low point and that's that's what great sporting stories are made of right you also get to see how the brits are absolute pieces of trash i mean first brexit then their shitty way of handling uh, the coronavirus yeah, i mean britain then always... their prime minister i mean not like i mean okay whatever their government is a joke uh, i know we can't say much but you know what i'm saying no but also and on top of that they're just shitty assholes i mean yeah. britain booed... britain has always had a poor sporting uh, sort of a um, how do i call it not culture but i mean in the sense that at least for me and for a lot of people i know people really root for england to lose whether it's cricket yeah, whether it's football yeah because they just feel very harami like yeah they are harami like but uh, but i mean right now of course it's weird that 5 years ago where australian cricket was england cricket is there right now uh, and australian cricket is of course still finding its roots but the test really uh, gives you a sense of what it means to be on the on the down low and how you rise through the ranks uh, so definitely check test out 
our uh, rating on the bingeometer uh, for the test i would say the test is like a one day international cricket match it's not a t20 match where you know things happen at a really fast pace but at the same time it's also not a test match where the story takes forever to unfold the entire eight part series has been built like an odi match where it starts off on a high note and then you know you get into the middle episodes where you just sort of building on the great start and then it again explodes on a high so it's almost like how you build an odi cricket innings it's like 50 overs of a odi match and वैसे भी guys you know all sitting at home what are the earth shattering work apart are you from doing jhadu bartan katka cooking with janice and i are doing and actually everyone tuning in should know this that even though we are mr and mrs binge watch our binge watching has taken a severe hit ever since the lockdown has begun but more on that in the next episode and we will however try and bring you as many recommendations as possible this is janice and anirudh signing off and we'll see you next week with yet another episode of mr and mrs binge, binge watch, watch.